And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. While a controversial legal doctrine with wide-ranging impacts may come to an end soon, Travis Cushman with the American Farm Bureau explains the premise of the Chevron deference. What it does is it instructs courts to defer to a federal agency's interpretation of a legal statute. Unfortunately, what it has done in practice is it's led to the creation of a super branch of government and the burgeoning of the administrative state. What happens is federal agencies are able to interpret and craft the laws as they see fit without input from Congress or the role of the judiciary in providing a check on federal agencies. Cushman says the Supreme Court is set to hear oral arguments determining the future of the doctrine. The Supreme Court for years has been looking at this closer and closer, and it has finally agreed to evaluate whether or not this doctrine should be overturned. On January 17th, the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in two cases that seek to overturn Chevron. And he talks about what the Supreme Court's decision could mean for U.S. farmers and ranchers. The case could have pretty significant far-reaching impacts on how government operates, returning greater power to to Congress and the courts and making it harder for federal agencies to push their power. That means the governing agencies that regulate agriculture will have much less ability to arbitrarily enact laws they shouldn't be doing, including many key environmental statutes like the Clean Water Act and the Endangered Species Act. That's Travis Cushman with the American Farm Bureau. Well, the 21st annual Minnesota Organic Conference was held January 11th and 12th in St. Cloud, Minnesota. The state's commissioner of agriculture, Tom Peterson, talks about the organic farming industry in the state and says the response to this year's event was outstanding. Sold out vendors, 80 vendors, you know, so when you look at the organic uh, industry in Minnesota and just, you know, we'll say we have 600 plus organic farms, but there's a lot of farmers who are maybe not certified, but they're interested in some aspect of it or learning about it, being closer to the soil, the marketing, maybe looking at it down the road. But that's really impressive and great to see the interest. And Peterson says the organic sector continues to grow in Minnesota. Just the diversity in agriculture. And you'd say like my grandpa told me one time, like organic might be for every farm, but it's not for every farmer. And so uh, you're just saying like this is a niche and it's important to fill that uh, piece that it's a really continues to have steady growth. You know, it's not incredible growth, but it's steady growth. And so we can continue to see consumers that are interested in the product and and we have the opportunity to provide it so and he says the demand for organic milk is growing and co-ops are looking for farmers to make that transition you know some of the co-ops are here actually looking for dairy farms right now looking for organic folks to transition and so that's a real positive now peterson who also farms arrived early to take in a breakout session regarding virtual fencing I got here early to learn more about virtual fencing. You know, I've got a, a lot that I was like, I don't really want to fence it, but I'd like to put some animals out there. So I personally got here early to learn more about that. Pretty cool to see you can move your cows on your phone, you know, Joe. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I might not be for me, but maybe my son could help me with that, you know. And That's Minnesota Commissioner of Agriculture, Tom Peterson. Well, House Speaker Mike Johnson says he won't rip up the top-line spending deal he struck with Senate Democrats, despite pressure from hardline conservatives to scrap the plan for deeper cuts. But USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack still has concerns. Now, Speaker Johnson says weeks of negotiations with top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer produced billions in hard-won cuts to the IRS and a clawback of COVID funds in a bid to avert two shutdown deadlines, the first of which is Friday, and that would affect USDA. 
Now, GOP hardliners demanded bigger cuts and border policy changes, but Johnson said he'll stay the course to let appropriators finish spending bills, though that may take another funding extension or continuing resolution. Now, USDA Secretary Vilsack argued on a Zoom press call against a long CR and for full funding of the Women, Infants, and Children, or WIC, nutrition program. So if Congress were to pass a continuing resolution and not a full-year appropriation, we would be confronted with major shortages at the end of the fiscal year. If Congress were to fund the program at the current lower continuing resolution level for the remaining months of the fiscal year, it would result in a billion-dollar shortfall. Vilsack is lobbying lawmakers for $1.4 billion to meet increased WIC demand, and if funds run out early due to faster spending. It would be the equivalent of one and a half months of benefits for all program beneficiaries. In other words, we would run out of money a month and a half before the end of the fiscal year. To put it in a slightly different way, the $1 billion shortfall equals the estimated cost of providing six months of benefits to all pregnant women and infants participating in WIC. Now, Vilsack says many states would have to consider implementing waiting lists for applicants to reduce costs, but the House and Senate must still reach agreements on full-year spending bills, a challenge given House hardliners haven't given up their fight for bigger cuts and conservative policy riders. Well, significant apprehensions persist in the Middle East regarding agricultural transportation due to escalating tensions. The primary concern revolves around the Red Sea, where rebels supported by Iran are consistently targeting and attacking ships carrying goods. Brian Irie, Crossroads Co-op General Manager and Grain Trader, gives more insight on the situation. It is unbelievable the amount of freight that ends up moving through the, the Red Sea and it is uh, creating some um, issues with Maersk and some of these companies that primarily specialize in moving containers. They're having to take longer routes to get around the Red Sea. Now, these attacks are being made with no clear motive, according to Irie. The U.S. did end up making a strike of, and killed one of the uh, leaders that was uh, behind these attacks. I haven't heard any backlash yet. And we'll see how that plays out here as we move on through the week. But it isn't just been solely related to U.S. ships. It has happened to ships from a variety of countries. Many traders, including Iran, are hoping that the Red Sea cargo ship attacks will be tamed down and under control within the near future. And finally, the potato industry was out in full force last week in the Lone Star State for the Potato Expo in Austin. Elated with the venue, National Potato Council CEO Cam Corals says it was bigger and better than the last time the expo was held in Austin. Truly bigger and better. We had 40% more exhibitors this time than five years ago. We had over 30% more attendees. In fact, Coral says bigger and better than ever. Biggest expo we've ever had. We broke our attendance record by well over 15%. So we're, we're really happy. I think the, that means the industry's happy. They're clearly energized and wanted to be here. So Austin was good to us. The Potato Expo moves around from year to year, and the NPC makes it look easy. We've got a great staff. If it looked like it was easy, it's sort of like the ducks sitting on the water. There was a lot of, those feet were moving pretty fast under, <laughs> under the water. And Coral says they're already prepping for next year. Las Vegas will be in Vegas next year. Vegas tends to be one of our biggest draws, so we're very hopeful that we can replicate this great enthusiasm. We're, we're looking forward to Vegas 2025, but we're kicking off 2024 pretty well with this one. 
And Quarles says it's a great time for the industry to gather and educate each other on their past, present, and future successes and challenges. That's all the time we have for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.